All right, we have Mrs. Lisette Carter. Hi. How are you? Good. How are you for having me. Thanks for being on because I'm excited. Our conversations are always, they're so good. I know. <laughs> they are. They are so good. Always. So, Lisette, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, well, uh, I am the founder of a company called Rookie Success Development, where I, it's a personal and professional development company, um, where I basically equip and revitalize people utilizing uh, basically proper tools that they need in order to succeed or that they're lacking, really. Mm. Um, so under the personal development banner under Rookie Success Development, I've um, authored two books, Rookie Mommy, Rookie Wifey. Um, and now I'm working on a third, which is going to be a business book. Will probably be rookie business or leadership or something like that. Um, and I also just launched a branch um, off of the professional side called Rookie Professional Academy, which uh, helps companies with their onboarding process. So people that have seen, I mean, I know we talked about this before, but people that have seen a lack in professionalism within their companies, lots of turnover, stuff like that. Uh, where I come in and help them. I teach them about people's skills, personalities, what's appropriate, what's not appropriate, uh, depending on which company, company it is. Um, so it's basically an onboarding. It's like to incorporate into people's onboarding um, process. Yeah. Uh, I'm also building a gym with my husband. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have a little bit of real estate investing side and that's part of it. Um, I have three stepdaughter that are teenagers and then I have a toddler and I'm also married and yeah that's <laughs> that, that's it <laughs> that's, that's it that's all I do that's all just, I do you know, you know just another day <laughs> so that's all I do I feel like it's mostly waiting and just taking the days as they come and you know right. planning what you can but then obviously those plans when you have teenagers and you know, multiple things going on, things come up and you just deal with them as they come up. So, I mean, right. Um, it's not as much as people think it is, but it just sounds like a so- lot. It sounds like it. Yeah, but it's not. I think you're graced <laughs> for it too. <laughs> you're definitely graced for Maybe. it. Cause I'm like, <laughs> um, so if we get started and right into it, can you tell us about a personal hurdle that you faced and, you know, um how you overcame that obstacle um like mental health wise yeah mental health emotional health emotional um one of the biggest things that I've seen uh that I had to overcome was my husband and I we had trained on on before all of this we actually had trained entrepreneurs for like 10 years together all over the country Mm. and um we had just stepped down from that and because I wanted to raise my daughter full time. So we had just got, we were coming, we were like transitioning. So I feel like any season where there's a transition, it's always going to be, there's going to be your challenges. It's going to be difficult on any level. Yeah. Um, so I was going through a transition where I was coming out of that. We were working day and night. Um, I was pregnant to have passive income in order to do that. And so we were coming out of that and I was realizing I didn't know anything in my community um, I didn't know any of my neighbors. <laughs> I didn't know anyone around. I had to mm. start scratch, really. And so when I stepped down from that, I also um, was 
starting to experience mm-hmm. postpartum depression. And I feel like I've had, I've always had maybe some severe bouts yeah. of depression before, but for some reason, the postpartum one was like, I don't, it was like, in, yeah, have you ever experienced I, I, that? That's why I said, mm-hmm, the way I did, because I can so relate. It's, it's it a is. different, it's like a different beast. I had um, PTSD and depression prior to having um, my first son. And then I had postpartum and it was. <sighs> it's crazy yeah. how different it is from yeah. regular depression. Um, so that was definitely one of the biggest challenges what I, that I had was experiencing that and then yeah. coming out of it. Yeah, that, I can so relate sure. to that on so many levels, as well as the transition, um, because as you know, I'm in one now, um, just moving to Georgia and that being so difficult. But what do you think was like um, the greatest lesson that you learned from that, that season? The greatest lesson that that I learned was that um, a few things. So one was that I mm-hmm. needed a game plan. So because I feel like the enemy knew where I was mm-hmm. weak mentally, um, he knew that, and I'm talking yeah. about the devil, for those of you, you right. know, that don't know, he knew that that was an area in my life that was easy, that I was easy to mm. succumb to. And so I had to really figure out a plan to get out of that. So if it was to emerge again, I had written down the steps that I needed to overcome them. I had to identify them. The second thing I had to learn was that um, there's like a second A and B. The first is that um, I had to learn that depression Mm -hmm. is a spirit. And I had to learn my authority in rebuking that spirit. But the B part of that is also learning the science behind that. And so I read in this book by Dr. Caroline Leaf called Switch yeah. on Your Brain. I have not, have you read it? but I've heard of Dr. Caroline Leaf. So good. She's a faith-based neuroscientist. Mm. And so she had done um, studies on the brain of someone that was depressed and someone that was mm-hmm. coming out of depression. And so she saw that the synapses Mm -hmm. in the brain and like the branches, the stuff in the brain, they would grow when you were thinking positive thoughts, speaking the word of God, that they would continue to grow. But then the moment that you were thinking defeating thoughts and speaking defeating thoughts, they would die. And so, you know, there was a science behind that, but she also lined it up with the word of God. And it made a lot of sense to me. Um, Because most people are like, you know, it's a chemical hormonal, you know, imbalance, but even though it kind of is, you've got to understand the root of that. And so that was one of the things that I had to learn was, okay, if, um, you know, it's kind of, this is how I kind of describe it as if, let's say you go to, let's, <laughs> let's say you go to uh, an uh-huh. evangelist meeting, right? And the, the guy delivers you of congestive heart failure, whatever, like maybe you've had a, yep. a heart disease um, and yeah. you're, you're, you're healed. You don't go back home on your way home. You don't go to Popeye's, you know? It's like, oh, I'm healed. <laughs> you don't do that. You just don't do that. Like, you just ask right. for it at, this, right. at that point. You know what I mean? So there's a responsibility that we have to have with yeah. our own actions. You know, I feel like Jesus, Jesus came to mm-hmm. set the captives free. 
But then he's like, well, it, you have right. to do your part too. Like, it right. can't just be yes. all me. You know what I mean? You can't be like, Lord, um, you know, oh, the electricity is off. <laughs> Damn you, devil. And then you're like, <laughs> right. You, pay your right. you know what I mean? It's like, it's it's kind of infuriating to see, not infuriating, I know I'm going off on a tangent, but, you know, yeah. people pray for healing and then mm-hmm. they don't do their part. And so part of part of me knowing that was the two things I learned was that yes it's spiritual um but I also have a response not only do I have authority in that and rebuking the devil but I also have I also have the power to change my habits as well I completely agree and I think we blame the devil so many times for something that for we're responsible for that like he didn't have to like you had to pay your bill like that's why you have no electricity Go get a job. Right. <laughs> Sitting at home on the couch with no job, like, oh, I have no food. I have no oh, The devil's a liar. I mean, he is, but you'll be no, lazy. You're right. just lazy. <laughs> exactly. Right. Um, and I completely agree with all that. I feel like something shifted within me when I realized that I had the power and the authority um, to do that. And I had to walk in my healing. Um, but how do you feel like you got to that point? Because I always... Um, that first part when you're severely depressed and you can't even get out of bed, um, what was the step? Like, do you remember what that looked like when you were severely depressed and then you got to that point where you knew that you had the power and the authority? Yeah. I remember the first thing that, um, I had to do was I had to go to work. So, um, and that meant serving Mm. others in our line of work. We had to go and show them, the ropes of what we were doing or, you know, what they needed to do in order to have bigger businesses or good relationships, or basically we had to learn how to serve. And so me helping other people forced me to take my eyes off of myself. And so that really does fill, it does fill your spirit when you're helping other people because you're not focused on what you don't have, you know, what you're not doing, what you don't look like, um, you know, what, what if you're right. worth anything, you're not focused on those things. You're focused on helping the person that's in front of you. And in turn, it fills you up as well. And so that was my initial introduction to um, seeing like part of the game plan as to how to get myself yeah. out. Yeah, I, I so I know we always have so much in common that I'm like, yep, I'm with you. I agree with that. But um. I think that's the, I mean, I struggled with PTSD and depression since I was a teenager. And I think the only reason I I made it so far, especially without people even realizing it, because if you looked at me, you couldn't see that I had any symptoms or that I was struggling was because I was serving since I was eight years old. Um, You know, I was like, I was the one that needed to be served because I was in a low income community and we had like very little food and everything. But something within me was like, you know, I want to go help out, um, give out lunches at the Lawrence Boys and Girls Club. You know what I mean? And I genuinely think um, that that helps so much. And, you know, God didn't create us to live by ourselves. You know, the enemy wants to isolate you, especially, you know, when you're depressed, they're like, oh, I got you. The enemy's like, now I'm going to plant seeds and you're by yourself. You have no one. Nobody cares about you. And I think that action step of physically getting up getting outside of your own head and serving others is definitely, it's key. I completely agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
how do you think you grew from like that life experience? Because, you know, um, I know you shared some of the lessons that you learned, but how did you grow like as a person? Um, I grew by and like just having just knowing what to do in those instances helped me do that in like every mm. area of my life. So, you know, if I'm having like a marriage issue, for example, I have a list of things that I can do to help for me on my part, what I can do on my behalf in order to um, see a change right. in that area. Um, so it's interesting because I, my husband and I had actually gone to counseling for like a year and a half uh, because we had a communication. We had like co- really bad communication issues. And um, one of the things that the counselor had said was, this is what he said. He goes, you got to know the dance, you know, like you've got to know what to do and what to say in order to take yourself, remove yourself from, let's say you're having an argument remove yourself from the argument and say, okay, let's not do the dance of Mm -hmm. he said, she said, let's remove ourselves and say, okay, what's the game plan for getting out of this? And so that literally changed my perspective on game plan for everything. You know, what's my game plan for eating, right? Like, how do I start that? I know that when I haven't been eating well, it's probably because I'm not educating myself enough on the subject. Um, Or if, Sometimes my husband will be like, are you getting your period? Because you're a little (laughs) snippy. (laughs) You know, like even just those like checks, like even just having like a checkup from the neck up and saying, why am I acting like this? Where am I? What am I doing in my normal habits that I'm, what do I, am I not doing that I, I'm supposed to be doing? And so that for me personally, for me to build and grow every day, it's Mm -hmm. read and pray every day. It's, you know, read a a book um, that's going to help me in whatever area of my life. It's associate with good people. Um, It's listening to an audio, you know, a podcast, an encouraging podcast. So I have like these specific things that I'm doing. And if I see that I'm not growing in those areas, I can go back and say, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not reading enough. I'm not praying enough, not fasting enough. Um, So it's good to have, you know, those things to go back to. That's what I've learned from that. Um, what would you say to someone that doesn't have the motivation though, to even, you know, listen to a podcast or listen to an audio or, um, you know, they just don't have the motivation. They're just like, blah. Honestly, you just have to start. There's really, there's really outside motivation is, um, it's, it's Mm. not sustainable. I can that's why I don't like I I like motivational speaking but I I more so yeah. like to teach because motivational speaking they're only going to get so much out of that it's going to last 2 or 3 days and then it's right. going to wear off. So um having these internal checks prevents them from having to rely on external mm-hmm. motivations. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or ha- even like just writing it on a huge board and keeping it or keeping it on your fridge and when you get when you don't feel motivated to do anything, like I don't feel motivated to read or pray or whatever. All right. Well, you know, these are your options. Go for a jog. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like um, talk to an encouraging friend. Like these are all things. I literally have a list of things that I that I do um, that help me kind of get out of. Yeah. That funk. Yeah. I think that is um, 
That's also key is having it written down because when you're in the moment of whatever feeling you're experiencing, you're not going to remember, I should probably go for a jog or I should probably do anything. You're just so caught up in your own head that it's like a blur. So yes, writing it down and having it um, visible is so important. So you would say, um, because I was going to ask you, you know, what, um, what are some things you would say to people that are facing this? So you would say serve, um, read and pray. Mm -hmm. Read and pray, Uh, do a word study in the Bible. So for example, like if I, if I feel like um, uh, my faith is not as strong. All right. Well, let me do a word study in the Bible about faith. Let me read books about faith, how to increase my faith. Let me listen to messages on faith. So it's definitely the word study, um, reading outside sources. Uh, mostly I like the faith-based stuff, but I also like to read other stuff too to get a different, not a different perspective, but yeah. like, you know, it's just ed- you're educating right. yourself. Um, a gratitude journal actually changed mm, my life. Yes. Uh, for like, I can't tell you, I would sit down and I would say, okay, 30 days, every day when I wake up, I'm going to wake up a little earlier, have some coffee and write down yes. what I'm thankful for. And sometimes it was just like, Thank yes. you for breathing. Thanks yes. God. Yes. Whatever. <laughs> Girl. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, just that. You just start with that. You don't know what to write. Well, thanks for waking me up yeah. today. I don't know why you did that. <laughs> well, but, here you we know. are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it, that literally changed my life. Eating better. Watching funny videos. Yes. Like, having a playlist on yep. YouTube of, like, really funny videos that you can go to when you're feeling down. I mean, right now, my thing is TikTok. I'm not gonna lie. I'm sorry. I can't figure it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just like, I can't be out here trying to figure it out. But yeah. No. The videos that yeah. people post on Instagram are hilarious. So funny. And my stepdaughters put me onto it. I'm like, what is this? And or my actually my friend did. And the videos, they're so fun. And sometimes, like when you just want to get yeah. out of your head, like you can actually do a video, and it's fun. You don't have to post right. it, but like, yeah. it's fun. Um. So like just think do things that bring me joy you know like I also have um I mean let me just go through this before I go on another (laughs) tangent but like reading the word finding resources educating audios gratitude journal eating better exercising um fasting and praying um and then also I also have a list of distractions that I know distract Mm. me so if let's say I'm on social media too much, um, watching my words, like I'll watch my words for 24 hours mm-hmm. and say, what am I yes. speaking into people, especially Hispanics, you know, some uno chingosa, you know, like, la, el bonchinche, <laughs> you know, like sí. we like to be talking about everybody Ciao. all the time. Que sepa. <laughs> and, and those things, have you ever seen Stealing Man- Magnolias? No. It's an old, old movie, but there's a character in there who's an older lady who people confide in her. And then other people are like, well, yo, what's going on with so-and-so? And she's like, I will not <laughs> say. That is not my business to say. Like, that's yeah. my goal. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, that's I, what I, I thought she would, like, to. tell the people what was happening. Oh. No, she refused. She's like, that's not my business to say. Like, they, you know, they trusted me not to say anything. And I'm like, yo, that's like, yeah, that's my goal too. Yeah, because you know, <laughs> el problema mío, my problem is that I'm a good listener. So even if I'm mm-hmm. listening to you gossip, 
I'm still gossiping. Exactly. Oh yeah. Right. So I I have to remind myself because I'm just a good listener by nature. That sounds so like you know I promise I'm humble. But <laughs> I, I just sit there. <laughs> I sit thing. there and I listen, and then I'm like, oh no! Like if I'm receiving this information. I, that means I'm part of the gossip, you know, and people think that because they're just listening that they're not gossiping. Mm. Yeah. That's a word. You know? Yeah. I learned something, <laughs> I learned something today. <laughs> also, I had to keep in front of me too, is that the enemy's goal is to steal my yes. joy. Yep. He wants me to be in a corner sobbing about whatever, depressed about whatever, and I have to keep in mind that I, because I feel like my personality is more of a, a pessimistic personality mm. where I tend to look at the negative first before, before I look at the positive. Mm-hmm. And so I have to make an intentional effort to actually be joyful. Yeah. So like, you know, if I'm playing with my daughter and she's, you know, I'm trying to write something and she's trying to get my attention instead of getting frustrated with her. Just saying, hey, you know, my little kid wants to play with me. Let's go right. play. You know what I mean? Like, or um, like the movies, I'm super strict about what kind of, I've been like this for a while. I don't watch movies that are like dramatic or negative or horror right. movies. I don't watch any yep. of that stuff. I just want to see comedy or inspirational movies yep. or some action if there's a purpose. You got to guard it. your gates. You know yep. what I mean? Yeah, you really yeah. do have you really do have to be careful about what you're listening to and what you're watching because that is how the enemy comes in. That's how that's how he gets yeah. you. Where I actually read this book by Kenneth Hagen where he talks about um he looked into the spiritual world and he saw like the little demons were like like he described them as like little green monkeys wow. and how um one of them will just hop up on your shoulder mm. and just speak into your ear. Yeah. And it's like a lot like that cartoon from when we were young, where there's a devil on one and an yes. angel on the other. And so I, I always think of that because anytime I have the thought of like, Oh, um, I, you're not enough. You know, you're not contributing to the household. You're worthless. What happened to your career? Mm. You're just a stay at home mom. Like, you know, what are you doing today? You didn't do anything today. You just ate Cheetos all day long. Like anytime I have those thoughts, I have to remember that they're not my, those are not my thoughts. Those are, those are the enemy's thoughts trying to spiral me into the depression because he know he thought that's where I was. Right. And so knowing, um, do you know, like, uh, in Ephesians where it talks about, um, how the word is a sword. Yes. So I was thinking about this the other day, how if the word is the sword, imagine like you're in a sword fight right? Like you're about to get into a sword fight. Mm -hmm. You have to know like how heavy the sword is. You've got to like practice all the day, every day, like muscle memory. You've got to like, you've got to study your opponent. You've got to know what moves he has, where he thinks you're weak. You've got to build up the muscle to carry the sword. You've got to, um, what is it called? You've got to sharpen every single day. You've got to practice with somebody else. Like when you're in a sword fight, you've got to know what you're doing with a sword. Right. Like you give me a sword right now. I'd be like, I don't know what to do. Like what I'd do be just this? like trying to <laughs> right. like machete style. <laughs> right. Using it the wrong <laughs> way. Machete style, <laughs> trying to cut coconuts, you know, like I wouldn't even be doing it right. Right. So That's I don't so even good. know how to use my own yeah, weapon. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's good. So when, when you think about it, it's like, 
Um, you know, how am I, if the, if words are life and the, the, the Bible is chock full of what to say and how to think. Yes. And so if words are life, how are you practicing meditating on the word and speaking? Um, you know, that's a fight that you're going to be, you're going to be fighting essentially, right. you know, those thoughts that come in, you know, are you speaking those things? Are you battling them? Are you fighting them? Are you rebuking them? Um, and what are you thinking? You have to think about what you're thinking about. Is that my thought? Is that God's thought? Or is that the devil's thought? Like, what's really going on? Right, right. Why am I going into, why am I having such a bad day? Like, why am I being so negative about stuff? Oh, because the devil's trying to get at you right now. Right. You have to take responsibility for your own thoughts yes. and your own words. Yeah, and that's key in terms of like, that was so good. Just knowing how you are going to use that tool because if you don't know how to use it, you're not going to win the fight. And once you take a step to get out of whatever it is that you're fighting through, the enemy's going to come at you even harder. So right. it's not like you're like, oh, I'm going to do this and I'm going to read. I'm going to do gratitude. Or I'm going to read a book and this. You're going to get attacked the next day and you're going to be so sleepy. You're not going to. You're like, I can't even read. I can't. What's going on? It's not physical. It's a spiritual battle. Right. You know, so that's why it's so important what you said to know the word and to know how you're going to use that sword. That was so good. Mm. A whole word. So good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think the key too with everything that you mentioned is to know yourself because so many people don't know what brings them joy. And what it sounds like to me is that it was an entire journey for you to get to know yourself. The things that bring you joy, even the, mm -hmm. the videos that you find funny, like the videos that my husband finds funny, I don't find funny. And the, videos, so and the videos that I find funny, he doesn't. And it's like, you know, so I can't give someone else a prescription. Like, these are the videos that I watch or these are the things that I do. These are examples and you can try them. But ultimately, you have to spend, especially during this time that people have a little bit more time on their hands, use this time of mm -hmm. solitude to get to know yourself. What are your likes and dislikes? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I think sometimes we're just... Like some people are still the same way they are um, when they were teenagers and there's a problem. There's no growth. And so you're miserable and unhappy because it's a different season in your life, but you're still operating like you were when you were a teenager. Right. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you, totally. you gave us so many good points. Um, and we talked about some of the things that you've overcome and that you've been through. What is something that you're dealing with and facing right now? <laughs> Oh my gosh. So I realized uh, like a couple, maybe like a, a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago that I tend to get, I, I was saying this about myself where I was saying, man, I think I get like seasonal depression, mm, yeah. right? Where, and I don't want to own that because it's not mine. Right. But um, I, when I look back at like the months by the by like February or March, I go nuts. Yeah. I'm like, if I and okay, and this is why for those that don't know that don't know us, I come from a I've I lived in an island. Right. Yeah. And so when now being in New England, my husband is here, his kids are here. It's not like we can just move and we have businesses here. We can't just move. Um right now. We the plan is to move at some right. point. And so, you know, now that we have all these transitionings happening with like, you know, the kids and the businesses 
And me being at home, being inside six months of the year in New England, I mean, that's probably why you moved down. (laughs) That was one of the reasons, girl. It's crazy. Like, it's it it can really it can really get to you. I mean, if you allow those thoughts to get to you, I mean, for me, I actually allowed those thoughts to get to me by saying I have seasonal depression. Yeah. By blaming it on the season and not so much where it was really coming from, like Mm -hmm. the root of it. And so, and I think I allowed that because other people were saying that they were like, yo, I have, I have seasonal depression. I'm like, I must have that too. And then I just owned Mm. it. And so one of the things I did was (laughs) I left, (laughs) I went to Puerto Rico. (laughs) I'm just going to be out. (laughs) I was like, I got one more ticket, me and my daughter. And I was like, bye, (laughs) we're leaving. And that must've been so nice though. uh, it was so nice to go with a one-way ticket because I, I have friends and family over there and it wasn't like I had a schedule like, oh, I'll see you at the beach this day or, you know, we'll, I'll see you at this restaurant this day. Or Let's hang out this day. I didn't have to do any of that. It was like, okay, whatever, you know, we'll just go, you know, I'll do whatever I want when I'm there. And it was, it was so nice. And, um, but the problem with that was that I, I was still there. Like it was still me there in a different location pause it was still you in a different location i it was still me and it nothing changed except for the scenery and so even though i was having fun there were other issues that i needed to take i needed to look at was i reading was i in my audio was i in my word which i wasn't in my word Mm -hmm. you know every single day um what, and I, I think it was I wasn't in my word because sometimes you feel like you know your words so well that you're like, what am I supposed to read now? Like, Oof, I know it all. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, well, what do I do? And that's when you go back to the word study. Mm-hmm. OK, confusion. I'm confused right yes. now. OK, let's do a study on confusion. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? So it goes back to my list. OK, what am I do? What am I not doing that I need to do to get me out of this? And even though I I struggle with the thought of like, it's always cold here. I'm stuck inside. I have to really think about the beauty of that, especially now, yo, when, when the coronavirus first came out, I was like, I'm going to die guys. Like this is <laughs> <laughs> I like, I don't know what's going to happen to me <laughs> because I thought spring was coming and now oh, we were free. Man, listen. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think we all thought and that. now we're inside. Yeah. yeah. And so now, I mean, it's Anna, it's snowed here. A few days ago, Child, like two I'm or three so, inches. No joke. I'm so glad I'm not there. I'm sorry. That <laughs> <laughs> was insensitive. No, <laughs> no, no. It's fine. I would say the same thing too. But like, so just, just think. Like my immediate reaction, reaction being negative. I had to go back and say, "All right, I gotta reevaluate this. It doesn't matter. I can't go. I can't just leave. Yeah. That doesn't. That doesn't help. It does help for like temporarily, but." I'm still there at the end of the day. And I have to go back to my list and say, what are those things that's going to help me get me out of this funk? Yeah. Yeah. And so when I came home, it was like, I thought I was going to be a whole new person. And that was not the case. Right. It was not the case. I had to sit and intentionally work, work on rebuking, getting mm-hmm. it out and getting back into my word and going back to my, ha- my good habits. Yes. So many times we think that if we get a new job or if we move to a different state or etc we are going to magically just it's going to be different oh everything's going to be different i'm going to be a different person everything's going to be different i thought 
being a stay-at-home mom, I was like, I'm going to lose this weight. Same. Girl, same. I'm like, uh, and I was just getting into a rhythm. I was like going to the gym. And that's the whole process to like, they're like, oh, you're home. You have time. But being home, like a stay-at-home mom, doesn't mean you're sitting around just eating bonbons. I mean, yo, isn't it more work, though? So much more work. It's more work. It really and you is. don't see, like, there's never, like, if I have a, a, a deadline at work for uh, a project, it's like, boom, I submitted it. It's done. There is really never a finishing. <laughs> yo, I'm done with laundry. Here comes another two loads. It's like. And you don't get paid. You don't, you get, don't get paid. You might get a thank you. Maybe, but you, you're not getting paid and you're not getting no thank yous. And that is another side of depression that you can see as well, too, when you're saying, I, man, I went to college. I had this career. Mm. That was another thing I struggled with. Yeah. Too. I had this career and, you know, now I'm a stay at home mom. And, you know, we're like, you don't, I, I, we're raised with the in the era that we're in now we're raised that if women if you don't have a yes you're not making money and you're not out there competing with the men or whatever Mm -hmm. that there's no worth like what do you do and i and you can see that in this in this one simple answer when you say when i've asked people what do you do right Right. and they're like oh i'm just a stay-at-home mom i'm just yes and I'm like, oh, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. You are not just a stay-at-home right. mom. You run, you run this. Mm. Like, you, yeah. that is, don't ever, ever put yourself down like that. Yes. Because that is a job and a half. Listen, like, no joke. No joke. And it's so true. I used to struggle when I first graduated from Northeastern in 2010. I actually got married in April and I was six months pregnant. And by the time I graduated, you know, I was just home. So a year later, I had to go back and like celebrate because I graduated a year early, long story. But I went back to celebrate with the people that I started with. And everybody was like, so what are you doing now? And I'm like, I'm just home. And during that season, I didn't know myself well. And I would and I felt like I was just Annie's wife and just Grant's mom. And that was in my head that I felt so like I felt worthless. I was like, that's all that I am. Just you know and and the thing about it is that we identify ourselves by our roles because it makes us feel important you know even still i'm like now Mm. i'm such in a different place i'm like i'm not you know what do you do for work um you know therapists and all this stuff but who i am as a person like i am a beautiful soul i have so much more to offer than just the roles that i play in this world um but the the roles that i do play like being a wife and a mom man some of the most important jobs ever you're literally shaping the next generation literally and that is the number one to me that is the most important job out there yeah other than saving souls you know preaching people to jesus but like you know you're raising people that are going to be in this world and that are going to be affecting other people right and that is the hardest job Ever. most rewarding job yes i'm not complaining about definitely it it's a great not. role but you definitely have to intentionally think positively positively about it because otherwise it's whatever society standard is you know whatever they say is worth or worthy can really get at you yeah yeah that's so true it's so, that intentionality about 
you know, first understanding how important it is. Um, and then, like you said, being intentional about it. Um, mm-hmm. But going, going back to the, the seasonal depression, that is something that is so hard, especially when you're up north. Because I definitely, I would be on pause, no lie. People that knew me knew I was not going anywhere from about November till about March. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Legit. If, if we didn't work together, you were not seeing me because, you know, we're, <laughs> right. we're Latinas. Like, I'm Dominican. Like, I need heat. Like, I literally go to the mm-hmm. gym just so I can sit in the sauna because I need heat. So I, right. I would literally... Yeah, I just would not go anywhere. Um, but what does what does that look like for you? Although you do not have seasonal depression because we are not claiming it. That's right. So, I overcame. Right. That. Amen. What does that look like though for you during those those months when it's the seasons change? What do you mean? Like bef- prior while I'm in it. While you're in it, what does it look like? Like, are you just feeling blue? Are you just sitting around? Well, because I don't, we don't get outside much, um, you know, I have my, my daughter's three. And so I find myself um, watching a lot of TV, yeah. movies, you know, yeah, we'll make, well, now that she's a little older, it's a lot easier because now I'm showing her how to cook, you know, how to set the table. Like I'm actually, I've learned to incorporate what I'm doing as a learning experience for her. And I think that... Um, you know, when they're small, you know, they're one or two years old and they're not like doing much. I mean, what are you doing with them? You're just playing with them or watching them eat or like cleaning them or, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. not much to babies. Yeah. There's just, you're just, they're just cleaning up <laughs> the spit up all over you. Like, what are you, like, what are you doing? Like, right. So it's a lot of work. I'm not downplaying because having babies is a lot of work. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I, I feel like b- before, uh, like a month, maybe like when we were going into like December, January, I feel like December and January are fine because we have those holidays yes. that keep us busy. Yes. You know, they keep us not focused on ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that really actually used to put me into that used to start, I feel like would kickstart the depression is that I was, I I don't like being in charge of buying presents. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I really don't. Like, yeah. I think it's a waste of money, number one. This is a well, whole other podcast. Child. But, like, people don't remember what the, you gave them right. the year before, especially mm-hmm. kids. Like, they give you a whole list. Then you have to go get the whole list. And then you're like, <laughs> what the, what is this? Like, I don't understand. Like, are you, <laughs> why am I doing this? Yeah. You go to Target, Walmart, Amazon. Everywhere, across like, the world. Everywhere. Yeah. And then you're, then you're encountering people that should be joyful and they're not. And you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, because they're stressed about the holidays right. So one of the things I told my husband this year is that I said, listen, every year I get super stressed around holiday time and I get really down because I have so much to do with the cooking, the cleaning, the wrapping. It's too much. Yes. And I said, so this year, let's go. Let's take all of the whole family on a trip. Yeah. We the DR. Yeah. I said, that is your birthday present. And that is your Christmas present. Oh, and that's it. That's awesome. And yo, they had a blast. Yes. Yeah. And on top of that, I didn't come home to the hustle and bustle. I actually got to enjoy the holiday season. So it's just recognizing like, all right, where, where am I like? 
your push points for stress or for anxiety. Yes. Because in the, I think in, um, uh, I think it's in Pro- in Proverbs twelve twenty five where it says that anxiety brings upon depression. Yes, and so when I'm when I'm thinking about okay, these are the things that make me anxious. How can I prevent that? You know, how can I fix that? So it's kind of like uh, preventative thinking, yes. almost. You know, not yeah. preventative thinking, but like prevent you preventative maintenance where you're going in and you're thinking with a game plan, like, I don't want to do this. This is, this is what gives me anxiety. Let's avoid that altogether and yeah. do something else that brings everybody joy. Yeah. Um, and also one of the things too, is I find myself constantly worried too <laughs> in the winter because my husband is home in the winter. And so <laughs> I, I obviously, I love my husband. <laughs> He's the best, but you but. know, like, <laughs> just you know he's home from like november to march or april every single day every single day and so i feel like when um i tend to bottle things up Mm. and and i know that about myself and so knowing that i'm the one that bottles things up and i like to flee from i don't like confrontation i just would rather just go for a drive Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and get my thoughts together and then come back um knowing that about myself i had to really um I had to take in, into account Philippians 4, 8, where it tells you how to think whatever is um, true, noble, right, pure, lovely, yes. admirable, excellent, worthy. And we actually have a decal in our shower that says all of the scriptures on how you should think about your spouse. Oh, I love that. In your shower? Yo, in that, that decal <laughs> saves me. <laughs> You know, it's just identifying those things that you know are going to like push your buttons and seeing seeing how you can react to it as opposed to like controlling who the reactor is. I don't know if that makes any sense. So you can't control. There's only two things you can control in this life are your actions and your attitude. And so I can't control what comes at me, Mm -hmm. but even though I can try and avoid them, but I have to really take an account to, okay, the next time my husband comes at me sideways, how am I going to react to that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Even though I feel like, you know, I get depressive thoughts during this time because maybe I'm not getting the help I need or I'm not communicating things well because most of the issues that we have is because of communication. Yeah. You know, so, you know, how can I communicate this in a different way that won't bring upon stress, that won't bring bring stress on myself um, where we can fix it ahead of time instead of just stirring on it and you know how we are we think about something we literally just dwell on it mm -hmm. over and over and over again yeah and so you know how can I avoid that because that's literally like my downfall yeah yeah so that's what those months look for like they I'm inside all the time sometimes I'll go to like a mom's play group or the library you know I I always want to make sure I'm going to the gym the way they have a child watch where she can play yes um because that's that that was that saved me too that was huge um so she can get out of the house play with other kids and then come home and then we had a routine but my routine completely changed this season because my daughter ever since she was born she would take a nap from one to five oh hello i sleep trained her my husband and i we trained her because i was like i need the break during the day to work and so even though they would change season to season, it would be like two to five or one to three or whatever. It was mostly between one to five. And this season, she decided not to 
<laughs> take naps. She was like, I'm not so- doing that. <laughs> So that was a major, major adjustment for me. Most season, most seasons where there's a transition, it's usually just a minor transition where like either she gets up earlier and I have to switch my praying and reading time, right? like something minor like that. But this time she was not napping at all. Oh my God. And so I would have to figure out what am I going to do with this kid for like (laughs) an, an additional four hours. Right. In addition to that, I can't get anything done you know, like, what am I doing right now? So I had to really um, research a lot of like, uh, educational things like what what do stay at home moms do? What do homeschooling moms do for this age group? Yeah. And that's where I learned, okay, if she if I'm cooking, have her come with me and learn how to, right? You know, if setting the table, have her come with me and learn, show her how to clean, you know, show her her little shapes and colors and like, speak in Spanish, teaching her Spanish as well. So like, um, it's a different, this season is very, it was a complete change from my, all of my other seasons, but it's been a huge transition in like mindset wise. Like what, what is the beauty in this yeah. right now? Yeah. You know, like I get to spend time with her. That's the beauty. And like today I let her paint my nails for the first time. Oh, that's so cute. Where normally I'd be like, hell no. <laughs> right. Like, girl. you know what I mean? Like you're crazy. Well, you ain't going that. anywhere. So <laughs> exactly. So who cares? Right. So like just little things that I'm, um, you know, and it's, it's so nice to have that time and just looking at things from that standpoint of like, all right, what does God want me to, you know, God is so good. Like how, what is the good that he's putting in me in right now? Yeah. That's a lot, girl. I'm sorry. No, that was just Rambo. That was so good. And I love it. So to wrap it up, I know you kind of mentioned it already, but if three, three or four takeaways for someone that is kind of going through, um, some of the things that you've been through or that you're going through right now that they can identify, uh, what do you think are three or four takeaways? Um, takeaways, you know, if you're going through um, a, a state of depression right now, um, if you don't know anything about the Bible, you don't know how it, you know, how it works, you know, you don't know how to read it yet, head to the New Testament. It's in the middle of the Bible. The first Four books of the Bible are Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, they're all written to different people. So one's written to the Jews, one's written to the Greeks, one's written to the Romans, and the others for the Gentiles, which is the non-Jews, which is us. And so that is John. So go to John and start reading what Jesus did for you. Start reading, learning about what God did. Start building a relationship with God. Because at the end of the day, he's the one when you're seeking him, he, he's going to fill that cup. Yes. You know, he's going to fill whatever is missing in your life. Nobody can do that for you. Not what your husband's not doing, what your kid's not doing, you know, not what you think that you're not worth. God is literally going to fill those areas of your life where you're, you're constantly seeking him. And that's going to educate you on what to say, um, the power of healing, um, what to think about. When you start with John and you keep moving and you move from there to Acts. Um, that's definitely the number one thing. Um, start a relationship with God and then also figure out what brings you joy. <laughs> I hate to say this, yeah. but like, you know that lady? Was that lady spark joy? Have you seen that <laughs> yes. on, on Netflix? The Marie Kondo. What sparks <laughs> joy? I mean, that it was annoying <laughs> at first, but like it, it yeah. rings true. Yeah. There's so much truth to that. Like, what is it? Uh, not obviously if a clean house brings you joy clean it you know what i mean but right. you know um what is it what is it that makes you laugh yes um what are the thing who are the people that you can go to that are encouraging 
mm-hmm. um, you know, what books, what books can you read? Like I can recommend a few books offhand is obviously that um, book uh, switch on your brain. Battlefield of the mind is another one. That's great. What to say when you talk to yourself is another great book. Um, uh, there's so many great books on speaking. Um, Cause that if you're depressed, you have to work on what you're saying about yourself. Yes. And what God says about you, you've got to know his promises and what what's available to you. So definitely get into reading, find a podcast that you love. Obviously, this one is amazing. Thank you. Listen to this one every <laughs> single week, every week. <laughs> whenever it's available. Um, another some of my other favorites are um, Adala Shuttlesworth, um, Magalis and Adala Shuttlesworth. They have a phenomenal podcast. That's amazing. Um, that always brings me it's it's funny and there's so much so much truth to it um, and then find out you know like do you like what do you like to exercise it doesn't have necessarily have to be run a marathon you know if you like doing zumba if you like going to spin if you like trying trying different classes like figure out what it is that motivates you to get well exercise because endorphins will keep you from killing yes. your husband at yes. the end of the day hello isn't that uh, <laughs> what Elwood says <laughs> She said that. Yeah. Um, That's going to be the promo for your gym. Endorphins will keep you from killing people. Um, (laughs) Eat right. There's there's power in food, like in the food that God gave us. There's so much power that, you know, if you do the research behind what you're eating and the effects that it has on your body, go and do that. Um, And know that, know where the fight is coming from. It's, Mm -hmm. it's It's the enemy's job you know, if you, if you feel like somebody is coming at you the wrong way, it's the enemy's job to make you feel offended all the time about everything Yes, to make you feel yes. down, brokenhearted, downcast, you know, like it, it's his job to do that. So, um, understand where that fight is coming from and know that he doesn't want you to live. He doesn't want you to do what nope. the, your purpose is in life, right. what God has you for. God has a purpose for your life. And so does the enemy. So you've yeah. got to identify those thoughts and say to yourself, is that my thought? If, if I heard somebody else say about me what I'm saying about myself, would I be sad about that? Right. Would I be upset about that? You got to mm-hmm. speak to yourself. Be intentional about what you're saying and how it's being said. Um, it's a daily effort. You can't do all of this at one time. Right. You re- I really don't feel like somebody told me to do all that. I'd be like, yeah, okay. Right. That's not take one thing. Yeah. One thing, master it. Um, you know, if you want to get up five minutes early and do a couple pushups, that's that just what does it for you, then do that. But it's, 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 um, it's your primary goal is to develop and build a relationship with God and then be knowledgeable about the things that are missing in your life, faith, healing, um, relationships, you know, good association, uh, you know, be, getting rid of different bad habits. You know what I mean? Watching yeah. what you're watching. Social media, sometimes it just sucks. Like you feel really worse does. when you get off of yeah. social media. Figure yeah. out what app. We got rid of Snapchat because I'm like, yo, Snapchat is of the devil, bro. Like you can't track any <laughs> messages. Like right. I, I get the seed of doubt every time, you know, my husband used to get a snap. I'm like, who's snapping him? What is he looking at? Mm. That plant seeds of doubt in my head. So we decided together that he wasn't going to, you know what I mean? Like, just knowing, yeah. like, what are your boundaries? What's okay? What's not okay? And what brings you boundaries? Joy the most? Mm-hmm. Yeah, huge. You gotta know what brings you joy, and um, you'll find that in the Word of God. You will. Yes. Amen. Those are some 
awesome takeaways. This conversation was everything as always, Lisette. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming on and just blessing us with your wisdom. I love you so much. Girl. I love you Thank too. You. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right, y'all. I'll see you next time.